0: You're listening to Musically Speaking on 91.9 KVCR. My name is Margaret Worsley and I'm Associate Professor of Music at San Bernardino Valley College talking today with soprano Melissa Givens. Dr. Givens is Assistant Professor of Voice and Head of Voice Studies at Pomona College. She's joining us today to chat about her upcoming performance on March 5th. Dr. Melissa Givens, welcome to Musically Speaking.
1: Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here with you today.
0: I'm thrilled you're here, and I'd love to learn a little bit more about you before we delve into the details of your program. Are you originally from Southern California?
1: I am definitely not. I was born in Buffalo, New York. And I did my undergraduate at Davidson College in New York, which is very much like Pomona College. (laughs) And then I started my westward journey with a master's degree in voice performance at Rice University Shepherd School. I did my doctorate at Moore School of Music at the University of Houston. Did a quick trip east for a couple of years working at uh, Augusta University. And then made my way west to Pomona.
0: Wow, you've been all over the place. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and how long have you been teaching at Pomona College? This is my 5th year. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Um let's dig into this upcoming performance. Can you describe to our listeners what the Bouquet of Solo Music Concert on March 5th will involve?
1: Sure. It's it's very eclectic. Uh, it's kind of a as as I said in the program notes, it's picking uh pieces of music from my personal academic and What did I say? Personal, academic, and professional gardens. Mm. So it's music that I've been either that I've known from way back, or music that I've encountered as a professional, or music that I've taught uh, as a teacher. So that's so (laughs) great from all over. Yeah,
0: yeah, and you've got quite a an eclectic variety of composers. Um, Did you want to talk about uh, some of the pieces that are going to be on this program?
1: We're going to open with some Strauss, early Strauss. The The Mädchenblumen, the flower maidens, um, are an early Strauss piece, and we'll kind of switch into some Margaret Bonds, her concert uh, concert compositions of spirituals, uh, and then English songs by Mendelssohn, and we'll close with some movie tunes. That sounds really fun and very eclectic. <laughs>
0: yeah, and uh, you will be performing with a pianist. Is yes. that correct?
1: Yes, my colleague in the piano area, Genevieve Faewen Lee, will uh, be joining me at the piano.
0: Awesome. And so um, your collaborator, co- collaborator or collaborators for the program um, are also on faculty at Pomona College.
1: Yes.
0: Great. Well, let's deep dive just a little bit on some of the rep you'll be performing, starting with, how about the Strauss, Mitch and Blumen. Um, when were you first introduced to this work, and what makes these portraits so interesting?
1: Uh, my voice teacher at Rice, Virginia Vabekian, uh, handed those to me when I was a master student, and you know, I thought, Oh, Strauss, that seems a little heavy. And she said, No, it's early, and they're you know, they're pretty light, and I think you'll enjoy them. And they're they're four pieces, and they're literally portraits of these flowers as women. Mm. Uh, the first one is a cornflower, who's depicted as this noble. Uh, being who you know carries the jewels of grace with her and the second one is the poppy who's depicted as this uh, sprightly uh, naughty little flower who likes to tease the the cornflower her friend and the ivy is this lovelorn sweet little flower who wraps herself around Her lover who she'll she'll pick one lover and stay with her forever and just pine away for that one person. And then the longest one is the last one, the water lily and has these beautiful high uh, kind of pizzicato arpeggiations in the accompaniment and it's this magical ethereal water lily who uh, is on on a stalk, an ethereal stalk and guarded by a little um, waterfowl and a dark night moth, and uh, ends with this phrase about uh, this reminds us of what the elves might have known uh, way back in the in the early times. And it's just this, these beautiful depictions that Strauss uses great colors and and harmonies to depict these things. And it's a minor poet. It's a, in fact, it's several critics have said that it's uh, remarkable that Strauss, who is known for these kind of, um, not strident, but uh, outspoken poets would have picked such a an assiette poet. Uh, he's actually more, um, what's the word, more associated with Mendelssohn than with Strauss. But uh, he did, and they're just beautiful.
0: Wow, I love that imagery. Um, so the poet, um, I think you mentioned, is Felix Don. What do we know mm-hmm. of, about this poet? He,
1: you know, he's an early German Romantic poet known for these, you know, kind of, polite uh sweet little poems that are you know kind of um um more aristocratic kind of in nature and uh, i think Mendelssohn set several of his poems Uh, so it's it's kind of remarkable to see that strauss would have picked such a, a different aesthetic for those poems than than he did Uh, So it's very interesting to see that those were selected by Strauss when they're more associated with an earlier, more, um, shall we say, upright aesthetic than what Strauss is really known for.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that'll be interesting for both Strauss and Mendelssohn fans to kind of compare the text for -hmm. both of those. That's great. You're listening to Musically Speaking with me, Margaret Worsley. I'm chatting today with Dr. Melissa Givens about her upcoming performance at Pomona College. You'll also be performing four songs by Margaret Bonds. For our listeners who may not be aware, Margaret Bonds was a student and friend of the great Florence Price. They both broke ceilings in the classical world in the 1930s with... Florence Price being the first African-American woman to have her composition performed by a major American orchestra. And I believe Bonds was the first black woman to solo with the Chicago Symphony, um, which at that time was an all-white and all-male orchestra. Um, We featured the life and music of Florence Price on this program. But can you describe Margaret Bonds' compositional style? What, What can we hear in her music?
1: Right. Well, they had both won that 1932 Wanamaker competition, so they were both featured on that concert that featured the prize winners. Mm. And, uh, she played the piano, uh, piano concerto that Price won with uh, uh, one of the prize-winning compositions that she had won of Mar- uh, Lawrence Price's. And Margaret Bonds has a compositional style that's very... Um, eclectic as well. I mean, she uses both very uh, classical idioms as well as uses the language of black music. So you'll hear jazz, you'll hear spirituals, you'll hear snippets of spirituals, and you'll also hear the language of uh, the rhythmic and harmonic language of black music in, in, in her music.
0: That'll be wonderful.
1: Yeah. She's really known for her piano pieces a lot and her choral pieces. So it's interesting to hear um, that her vocal pieces are, are getting uh, a lot more attention. In fact, uh, Louise Toppen has released a new anthology of her vocal music, and that's what these pieces are drawn from.
0: Great. Well, it'll be wonderful to hear you sing them as well. Thanks. Why is the music of Margaret Bond special to you, and why did you choose these particular songs?
1: I have uh, long been singing her um, very well-known arrangement of um excuse me he's got the whole world in his hand which is was popularized by Lantine price and people know it when they hear it it's just a, <laughs> just a stunning uh, arrangement and uh she's been a composer i've known for years from that and i've known of her concert arrangements and just have not had many of them and have been looking forward to this Uh, the release of this book for years and another um, scholar friend of mine who I've known mostly from my Mendelssohn research actually, John Michael Cooper has become a dear friend and has also been working in the research on Florence Price and on Margaret Bonds and my work with Conspirare recently has been with, um, we performed her credo last February about a year ago and he's been working on a lot of the publication of her music and so we've been in contact with him and talking to him about it so it's just kind of been top of mind with some of his work and some of his releases lately so it's been wonderful to kind of get to work on some of this stuff between Louise and Michael Cooper's work and it's just kind of been nice to kind of see it happening and get to do it as it's been coming out so
0: yeah what fabulous collaborations I love when that happens it sounds Mm -hmm. all simpatico We've got to take a quick break, but we'll be back to hear more about Dr. Melissa Given's program on Musically Speaking. I'm Margaret Worsley. We'll be right back. If you're just joining us, this is Musically Speaking on KVCR. We're chatting with Dr. Melissa Givens from Pomona College. Welcome back, Melissa.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Um, we've also got the English Mendelssohn. Um, can you go into a little bit about this? We know Mendelssohn was German. Um, yes. Why English? What What is this all about?
1: Well, Mendelssohn's my guy. <laughs> I did my dissertation research on Mendelssohn in oh, London. Oh, cool. Um, he traveled to London ten to twelve, possibly fourteen times, I can't remember the exact number. Um, he uh visited London and did uh, he worked with the Philharmonic, he visited the Queen. The Queen adored Mendelssohn, Queen Victoria. Mm. Um and he had friends, the De rents the uh the Klingamans, and he did a lot of musical guests there, played on a lot of the morning concerts and things like that. And his habit was to write in people's, uh, they weren't journals, but to write in people's day books. And so he'd leave music in them as well. So he had uh, left English songs in some of them. He wrote at least four songs in English that were actually composed in English. The, gar- the Garland, which was performed on concerts, constantly, I mean you look back at these recital programs, concert programs and it's on almost every concert program for about 50 years Um, and when his catalog, the Julius Wright's catalog that was the Mendelssohn catalog for probably 50, 60 years you'd see it come through as Der Blumenkranz" because it was published with German words and with a German title Mm. Um, and he composed these Byron settings. Um, Monica Hahnemann did a a wonderful article in, I think, 1997 that talks about these Byron settings. He composed them in English. He wasn't sure he really liked the English setting, Mm. and he eventually worked on a German setting of his own. Um, So they went back into the catalog in German, and then he also uh, his publisher, uh, William Frederick Collard, said, hey, you know, everybody loves Verter over here, and his, this is my little imagining of what happened after he killed himself, and so he gave him this little three-verse poem of, of what happened after the story of Verter, and it's Charlotte and Verter, and he wrote this little song about it, and it was published later, like in 2009, um, and so I thought, why, and it was later, somebody way after Mendelssohn wrote, a ge- completely different German text called Zaimons Scheidelide, which was published later, and it's uh, an, a posthumous publication um, that with a completely unrelated text by somebody else. So these four songs are in Mendelssohn's Nachlass, the post uh, posthumous catalog in German, but nobody's really doing them in English. So I decided we need to do them in English because that's the way they were intended. Good for you. (laughs) There's one recording where you can get the Byron songs in English, but uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm on a mission now.
0: Good for you. That's really important for listeners to hear. (laughs) No, that's fabulous. Um, And Mendelssohn had a not as famous sister, Fanny Mendelssohn. Um, I don't know if if it's worth chatting about. Um, but there is some speculation that maybe some of her pieces, he was getting credit for that. Do you think that's that's true?
1: <laughs> well, technically, yes. Uh, they were a fairly upper-middle-class family and women and fairly upper-middle-class families did not compose. They, they were, that wasn't seemly. Uh, but he wanted her music to be recognized and so he agreed to publish it. Um, but yes, it is, He was very, uh, very proud of her work. And in fact, in one of his audiences with Queen Victoria, she wanted to sing one of his songs. And he said, "Okay, what's your favorite? And the one she pulled out was one of his sisters. And he said something along the lines of, you have great taste, but that's not my song. It's my sister's. But yes, let's do it. (laughs) So he was not in any way um, not forthcoming about who wrote what. So it was just a, it was a, publication of convenience
0: yeah what a good brother that's great oh
1: definitely oh (laughs) they died within six months of each other I mean they were so close
0: oh that is tragic yeah if you're just joining us this is musically speaking we're chatting with Dr. Melissa Givens from Pomona College in the interest of time we'll skip ahead to the movie music that's mentioned yay Yay. what are some (laughs) of the film pieces you'll be performing
1: I have been in love with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory since it came out. And, I, you know, I'd recently heard an acapella version of Pure Imagination. I thought, oh, that would be a great thing to do on a recital. And so that's yes, what we're doing. So, uh, and then Home from the Wiz was just like one of my big audition pieces when I was a teenager. So that's going to be our big closer. Nice. And I was in a choir in high school and we did a choral version of When I I Fall in Love, which I didn't know was from a movie until I assigned it this semester. So that's going on there. And I thought, okay, we've got three great songs, but what am I going to do for the fourth one? So I was just kind of Googling and Googling and it wasn't coming up with anything. And so I put in, well, who are the black song makers, song, uh, you know, TV, movie, song composers, and then Google gifted me with the fact that Duke Ellington wrote the music to Anatomy for a Murder, which I did not know.
0: Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that either.
1: (laughs) He wrote all of the music for that. And not only that, the main title, Flirty Bird, he said, you know, I want some words to this, but I don't know who I'm going to do. So he said to Peggy Lee, here, Queen, put some text to this. And so she (laughs) wrote the text, and it became, I'm going fishing. So that's what we're going to do. That's Unfortunately, amazing. Unfortunately, you, you can find either the fake book version of I'm Going Fishing, or you can find a piano version of I'm Going Fishing. And I love Genevieve, and she loves me, but she said we're not doing a fake book version. <laughs> and I can't do much with the piano version. And fortunately, I have a wonderful composer friend named John Cornelius in Houston, and he wonderfully arranged that for us.
0: So. Oh, that's very cool. Pays to, <laughs> pays to have friends in high places who can make arrangements.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wow, no, be fun! And I can't wait to put it together for everybody.
0: I can't wait to hear it. And I'm just wondering if Duke Ellington wrote any other soundtracks that we're not aware of. That's well, amazing.
1: That's, that's the next project to see what else he did. We, I mean, he's done uh, some some symphonic things, and he's done like a choral piece. Um, I forget what it's called, but Come Sunday is in it, and it's got a choral movement. So, yes, he's definitely done some vocal things, vocal, choral, orchestral things. So it would not surprise me to find that he's done more movie stuff.
0: I love that. I love that some of these um, artists over time just keep getting more interesting. Florence Price reminds me of that, too, of just finding these works oh, lately.
1: And yeah. Yes, she's done a lot. In fact, we're doing one of her choral pieces at Pomona for the Spring Combined Choral Orchestra concert in uh, April. Awesome. Called, uh, Song of Hope, I believe it's called.
0: Hmm, that'll be great. Yes. So, where or in what spaces do these concerts at um, Pomona College for their music department? Where do they take place?
1: Um, Mabel Shaw Bridges Hall of Music, affectionately called Little Bridges, which <laughs> is, um, I think the official address is on 4th Street, uh, which is technically closed, but we open it up for concerts. So,
0: Okay, that's a beautiful space. I love Little oh, Bridges. It's
1: gorgeous. Yeah. It's got a beautiful. I guess it's wood, but it's, you know, all painted and God, It's just gorgeous.
0: Nice. Um, and is there anything else you'd like to share about either the upcoming uh, March 5th concert or the spring 2023 concert season at Pomona College?
1: It's all available online, and you can be put on our mailing list and we would be happy to send you all of our information you can become a subscriber and not miss any of the wonderful performance opportunities that we offer for free at pomona college so
0: all the concerts are free
1: absolutely
0: oh that's amazing yep dr melissa gibbons it's been a delight chatting with you today about your upcoming program Thank thank you so much
1: thanks for having me
0: We'll be posting the Pomona College Music Department website and other pertinent information mentioned in the show about Dr. Melissa Givens' program online at kvcrnews.org forward slash speaking. Thanks again to Dr. Melissa Givens for chatting with us today. We hope to see you at Pomona College on March 5th. Musically Speaking is a production of KVCR News in collaboration with San Bernardino Valley College. To hear this episode and past shows, Visit our website at kvcrnews.org forward slash Musical.ly Speaking. You can also listen on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, or search Musical.ly Speaking on your favorite streaming service. This month's episode was edited by Rick Dulock. Technical website and social media support come from Tim Steidel, Sean Houlihan, and Natasha Coles. I do hope you'll join us next month on the fourth Saturday and following Monday for our next episode of Musical.ly Speaking. I'm your host, Margaret Worsley. Thanks for listening.